0: Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the third Sunday in ordinary time, also known as the Sunday of the Word of God. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty, ever living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son, we may abound in good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever.
1: Amen. A reading from the prophet Jonah. The word of the Lord was addressed to Jonah. Up, he said, go to Nineveh, the great city, and preach to them as I told you to. Jonah set out and went to Nineveh in obedience to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was a city great beyond compare. It took three days to cross it. Jonah went on into the city, making a day's journey. He preached in these words, only 40 days more and Nineveh is going to be destroyed. And the people of Nineveh believed in God. They proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least. God saw their efforts to renounce their evil behavior. And God relented. He did not inflict on them the disaster which he had threatened. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Lord, make me know your ways. Lord, teach me your paths. Make me walk in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Saviour. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Remember your mercy, Lord, and the love you have shown from of old. In your love remember me, because of your goodness, O Lord. Teach me your ways, O Lord. The Lord is good and upright. He shows the path to those who stray. He guides the humble in the right path. He teaches his way to the poor. Teach me your ways, O Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers, our time is growing short. Those who have wives should live as though they had none. And those who mourn should live as though they had nothing to mourn for. Those who are enjoying life should live as though there were nothing to laugh about. Those whose life is buying things should live as though they had nothing of their own. And those who have to deal with the world should not become engrossed in it. I say this because the world as we know it is passing away. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The kingdom of God is near. Believe the good news. Alleluia.
0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark.
1: Glory to you, O Lord.
0: After John had been arrested, Jesus went into Galilee. There he proclaimed the good news from God. The time has come, he said, and the kingdom of God is close at hand. Repent and believe the good news. As he was walking along by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother John casting a net in the lake, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you into fishers of men. And at once... They left their nets and followed him. Going on a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in their boat, mending their nets. He called them at once, and leaving their father Zebedee in the boat, with the men he employed, they went after him. The Gospel of the Lord Praise to you,
1: Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Okay, so in 2019, Pope Francis instituted the third Sunday of ordinary time as the Sunday of the Word of God. Now, it's an interesting thing to do, I suppose, because, you know, actually nowhere in the liturgical year do we actually celebrate Holy Scripture as the Word of God. I mean, look, every Sunday, Holy Scripture takes, you know, pride of place. It's, it's the first half of the liturgy, right? The liturgy of the word. Um, and yet Pope Francis, you know, I think quite rightly, puts scripture in focus on one particular Sunday and says, hey, look, if this is the word of God, this is God speaking to us. And, you know, isn't it fitting that we attend to the voice of God? Now, the third Sunday in ordinary time probably sounds like a bit of a weird sort of moment to do it. And I think this particular Sunday was picked because it's uh, the closest Sunday to the week of prayer for Christian unity. And of course, we hold the scriptures in common with uh, our Christian brothers and sisters. Um, So, you know, it's a good thing. And, um, you know, here we are on the third time round in celebrating this Sunday as this particular Sunday focused on the word of God. I suppose, though, that there is a little bit of an irony here as well, that at the time when we celebrate Christian unity, we also put the focus on the scriptures on the thing which we probably disagree about the most, how easy it is for us to argue about the interpretation of certain texts of the scriptures to, you know, what they really mean and what they meant at Jesus' time and, you know, all those different sorts of things that, that produce different doctrine, I suppose. Now, in the church, we've always understood that the scriptures is something that we need to read together. The word of God is something that's addressed to all of us. And so, you know, if we end up with an interpretation that puts us outside of the us of the church that, hey, hang on a second, something's probably gone a little bit wrong here. Um, you know, we need to read the scriptures with one another. We need to read the scriptures with the saints, with the doctors of the church. We need to read the scriptures with the magisterium. That it's a bit of a a collective experience. And all of that's true, and it kind of holds us together as a believing community. Um, It's not intended to stifle the interpretation of Scripture. It doesn't turn Scripture into a dead word. But, you know, we do recognize that, hey, St. Augustine, St. Jerome, Biblical scholars and the magisterium they've they've all got something to say to me about what the Word of God means, and I think we catholics we, we we're pretty good at that, but I tell you the bit that I think that we're not so great at while the Word of God is something that we read together, it's also something that we need to listen to personally, and I think this is perhaps something that our Protestant brothers and sisters do a little better. Now, the danger here is that we take it to extremes, that, you know, I either relegate all of the interpretation of scripture just to the magisterium, and then I don't bother with it anymore because, you know, it's not my business, the scriptures belong to the professionals. But the flip side is the danger that it becomes so personal that God speaks directly to me and to my heart, and therefore, that becomes the infallible measure of what scripture means. There's kind of a both and here that I need to read scripture myself. I need to allow the word of God to speak to me. But that mustn't become such an individual and personal experience that it cuts me off. Like I also need to recognize that, hey, look, God's voice speaks within my prayer and God speaks within the church. And God speaking through these two voices speaks harmoniously. Scripture needs to be read and studied in the light of the church. And scripture needs to be prayed in the light of my own life. And I reckon we Catholics, and look, admittedly, this is a bit of a generalization, but I reckon we Catholics, we're probably better at the first one than we are at the second. How do we pray the scriptures? How do we take them up personally? How do we allow the voice of God to speak to us, into our hearts, and into our lives. Well, it's with this in mind that I'd like to put before you an ancient, ancient method of prayer called Lectio Divina. You probably heard it. You might even do it. And if you do, fantastic. You can hit pause here and, you know, (laughs) go and do it instead of listening to me talk about it. But Lectio Divina, like literally in Latin, it means holy reading, divine reading. Uh, is a method of prayer that was developed through the Benedictine monasteries. And it's put forward as a way of being able to hear the word of God spoken to us personally. All right, so what are the nuts and bolts? How do we do it? Okay, first off, we need to prepare for time of prayer. It's so easy to skip this step. It's so easy to, you know, kind of plonk ourselves down and go, right, pray, get it done. No, take a moment, take a breath settle and invoke the Holy Spirit. Let everything kind of fall away a little bit and consecrate this time of prayer particularly and say, right, look, Lord, here is the time when I long to hear your voice and invite the Holy Spirit to inspire in your heart the right dispositions to be able to receive the word that he longs to speak. It's at that point that we hit step one, In Latin, called lectio, reading. The scripture passage that you've picked, you know, whether it's the gospel of the Sunday or, you know, something that you're going through in the scriptures, you know, take it, read it. At a basic level, we ask, well, what does it mean? Once you've read it, read it again. And once you've read it, read it again. Read it a couple of times. Read it two, three, four times. Um, But while you're reading it, Keep one eye on the text and one eye on your heart. Where does it stir? Where does our heart kind of move a little bit? It can be a positive experience where we're just amazed by what Jesus has done or what he said or his words. It could be a rather uncomfortable experience where we kind of wonder, Lord, what are you saying here? Or it could be a kind of chastening experience where we recognize, hey, Lord, um, you're actually talking to me and you're asking me to repent. Whatever it is, where the heart stirs, that is where step two comes in. We go from lectio, reading, to meditatio, meditation. This second step takes that particular point where our heart stirred and uses that as the point of meditation, right? Okay, that particular phrase, I repeat it. I allow it to run around in my mind. The monks talk about this being a kind of chewing. You chew on it. Like a cow chewing its cud, you know, just sort of grinding away at the grass, breaking it open so that its nutrients could be taken up. And what are we doing here? Well, that point where the word of God has struck me personally That's where I'm attending particularly to the voice of God. Good. So once you've done step two, meditatio, time for the third step, oratio, prayer. Okay. God has spoken to you. Now it's your turn. What's your response to God? In the light of what he said, what is it that you make as a response? Lord, I've received your word. And here's what I long to say to you back. It's a time of sincere and heartfelt prayer. The oratio then gives rise to the contemplatio, the contemplation. Okay, God has spoken to you. You've spoken to him. Now, let it all fall to silence. So that the word may indeed find a place in your heart. Sit with it. Sit with him. And you might like to finish your prayer with some kind of resolution. All right, Lord. All right, Lord. Here's what I've heard. And here's what I need to do as a consequence of what I've heard. You know, we're often told that we need to listen to the voice of God, and that God speaks to us and that God will direct us. Um, I think often we're kind of a little bit confused as to how it is that God does that. Like, do I just sit under a tree and wait for a lightning bolt to strike me? Or do I just imagine that God knows how to speak to me in a silent way? Now, both of those might be entirely true, but you know what? The Scriptures is the Word of God. And we can take it up, not just in a way which teaches us about God, but take up the Scriptures as a means by which God speaks to us personally speaks to me, speaks to my heart. You see, the word of God is living and it's active and it cuts more finely than any double-edged sword. We heard that in the readings, you know, only a couple of weeks ago. It's living because God speaks this word to us now. And I think Lexio Divina becomes a privileged way, an ancient way, a way that has been trod by saints and sinners alike for centuries as a way of not just learning about the word of God, but letting God direct our hearts and our lives. So on this Sunday of the word of God, I commend it to you, Lectio Divina. If you put it as part of your spiritual life, then indeed we tune ourselves in to hearing the word of God. Thanks for praying with us. And may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.